We're going to be talking about Jonah and the application to his journey. And I, I chose that picture. The storm is past, and uh, it's time for Jonah to get after the work of God. He's been thrown into the water three days and three nights in the water in the belly of the big fish, all of those kind of things, which we'll see today. But Jonah applied, and uh, we're going to step through. There's only four chapters. Uh, let me review those here in just a second, and you'll be able to see how we remember all those four chapters. But before I do that, here's the five questions that uh, are part of the School of Biblical Studies. And uh, if you're not part of that and you just want to use it for your own personal Bible study, that, of course, is good, too. But there's the questions we hope to cover during the sermon segment. Got them? All right. In the book of Jonah, you find four chapters. In chapter 1, Jonah runs from God. In chapter 2, Jonah, Jonah runs to God. In chapter 3, Jonah runs with God. And in chapter 4, Jonah runs ahead of God. Today we're going to talk about Jonah running from God. Gabriel drew these for me. He's a really good little artist. And he drew these so that we would be able to remember Jonah, the four chapters. And I use them in the Doodle Bible School, which comes just prior to the sermon segment. But I use them in the Doodle Bible School to help them register in their mind the theme of each of those chapters. So chapter 1, Jonah, Jonah is going to run from God. Here's God. He's depicted in each of these pictures as being a cloud, okay? So Jonah is going to run away from God. In chapter 2, which we'll talk about next time, he's going to run to God. Chapter 3, which <laughs> kind of looks like a giant taco there, but uh, Jonah is going to run with God. And then in the last chapter, unfortunately, Jonah decides he's smarter than God, and he tries to get out ahead of him. In today's lesson, chapter 1, we are going to notice Jonah running away from God. So here's the text. It'll show up eventually, really. There it is. All right. Jonah running from God. As you, if you follow along with me, I'm generally a three-point preacher, and I tend to underline the part of the passage where I'm going to try to draw an application. And so that'll help you as you move along with it. The application I'm going to draw first is God's judgment will expose. As Jonah runs from God, we need to recognize <clears throat> that by way of application in our own life that you can't hide from God. There is no cave deep enough. Uh, there is no spot on the planet that's isolated enough for you to get away from God. And so it's foolish to think that you can. <clears throat> Probably one of the major applications to the book of Jonah is this idea of running from God and the ridiculous nature of that, I, that, that pursuit. The thing is that you and I know it's silly. You and I know it's ridiculous. You and I know it's impossible. And yet we continue to do it, don't we? Men who struggle with pornography or women who struggle with pornography, they, they kind of get off in a corner in the darkness and think maybe nobody's watching. And yet they know God is right there on their shoulder or over their shoulder watching everything that they do, that kind of a thing. When we go about life thinking that we can hide from God, we set ourselves up for great disaster. And the thing that's probably the saddest part of the disaster is that it is such a ridiculous disaster to engage or to bring upon ourselves because you know, you knew before you ever went there. God's with you. God knows what's going on. <clears throat> now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. But Jonah rose to flee. But the Lord hurled a great wind upon the sea. Jonah's now on the big boat. And there was a mighty tempest in the sea, and the ship threatened uh, to break up. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots uh, to know 
uh, on whose account this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. And so God uses even the casting of lots to make sure that the guy who's responsible is responsible. Judgment will expose. <clears throat> Judgment does. Ex it exposes us. It, it puts on display the horrible decisions that we have made. Men who in that one night of folly gave in to the temptations of another woman when he should have been home with his own wife. And then he tries to cover it up, thinking that nobody will ever find out. They will. And even if they don't find out in this life, God knows. And when the judgment comes and all of our evil deeds are exposed to the world, the embarrassment, the humility will be, the, the humiliation, it, it'll be upon us. Even in this situation where it seems that these men didn't know the God of Jonah at this point, they will later on, but at this point, they're casting lots, probably in a pagan system of trying to figure out which one of the gods we have offended. And the lots, even in that system, fall upon Jonah because God's judgment, it will expose. Number two, three, no, number two. Number two, God's judgment will be addressed. They cast lots, the lot fell on Jonah. He said to them, here's what you got to do. Pick me up, hurl me into the sea, then the sea will quiet down for you, for I know it is because of me that this great tempest has come upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode, toward, uh, rode hard to get back to the, uh, dry land, but they could not, for the sea grew more and more tempestuous against them. Why is the sea getting more and more tempestuous? Because God's controlling the situation. They're not going to make it back to dry land, but they're going to try. In spite of the second principle, which is God's judgment will be addressed. Not only should we not run away from God, but when we are finally discovered, when it's, it's finally exposed, that is our folly, we need to recognize that it needs to be addressed. I, I, I can think of individuals in my life who, when exposed, instead of actually saying, I'm sorry, they just bowed up and they got bitter and, and they just kept persisting in their, their sor sorry pattern of life until they had turned everyone against them because of their, their bitterness, etc. Don't be that. Don't be that. Ad address the judgment of God. When he brings your sin to light, when you finally are forced to see the difficulties of your path, the way that you have disappointed him, address it. Make sure that you address God. Apologize to him. Tell him that you're sorry. Do your best to make amends. Certainly, at the very least, do your best to change your pattern of life. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to get back to land, but they couldn't get there because the sea, because God is going to have this thing addressed. He's not going to let Jonah just get back to dry land and just let him go on his merry way. No, God's going to have this thing addressed. If not in this life, certainly in the next. But often in this life, God is going to make sure that it's addressed. I read just this past week of a, of a fellow on his deathbed made a confession that he was one of the most wanted men uh, on the FBI list. And he's saying this to his daughter, who's just shocked. My dad? Really? It will be found out. Your sin will find you out. And so we need to be people who, when it's exposed, address it appropriately. Then number three, God's judgment will change lives. 
This is one of the things that I thought was just profound about this passage that I had never seen before, thus profound for me. My son actually preached on this very subject last week, and before I didn't get to hear it, so he was telling me his sermon outline and, and, and the material that he was going to cover, and I was just, wow, really? I never, I didn't, I've never seen that before. As you come on down here, they row hard, they don't make it to land, therefore they called out to the Lord, oh Lord, don't let us die because of this guy. So they picked up Jonah, hurled him into the sea, and the sea ceased from raging. Watch this, verse 16. Then the men feared the Lord exceedingly, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows. Now, I don't know if they thought this is just one of many gods. I don't know if at this particular point they are truly convicted that this is the only true God because this is the God of Jonah. I don't know, but what I do know is that in this moment, they're acknowledging that God. And they are, they're fearing exceedingly this God, and they're going to make sacrifices and vows to this God. Whatever you do with that, with the conclusions of this, because we don't have any details, we don't know who these guys are, so we, we can't say for sure, but whatever you do, the one thing that can be, you can be assured of is this. The whole scenario changed them. Watching God expose the sin. Watching God be addressed because of the sin. Jonah says, you're just going to have to throw me in. There's no other choice. God's God. Watching that be addressed. And then lastly, watching God change their own lives. This is a, a, trying to make a, a negative into a positive, but isn't that what Christianity does? When you allow your sin to be exposed, addressed, you cause other people to say, wow, you know, if he can go down that path of repentance, perhaps I can go down that path as well. You give other people courage. I think it's one of the reasons that confession is emphasized so much in the New Testament church. Sharing with others. Now, I'm not really good at this. i I, I got to be honest with you. This, this sermon's coming back to me as much as anybody, especially point number three. Confession. Letting people know, I'm struggling with this. I messed up my life in that. Taking responsibility for who you are. Addressing it before God changes other folks around who are watching. We need to be those kind of people who change the world around us. So by way of the five questions that I had for this particular lesson, there you have them. What are the four chapter themes? Uh, how did the men know that Jonah was to blame for the storm? Look those up on your, on your own and, and you will have the answers and you'll be ready for the test that will come your way at the end of the week. So thankful that... Uh, you uh, are with me and that we can share this time. I hope you're excited about Jonah. I certainly am. This is Sonny Chow saying be there, Matthew 16, 26.